0: Let my honesty spill out through the pages. You're listening to Escaping the Rat Race. I'm your host, Amy Leo, a singer, songwriter, and mental health educator. And our show is all about questioning the status quo and pushing the boundaries into what's possible for human beings and not probable. So tune in and get ready to escape the rat race. Not only the monotonous nine to five work grind, but also that incessant internal mental chatter that prevents most of us humans from experiencing more joy, peace, clarity, and freedom. On today's show, Meg and I are speaking with Casey Ham, who shares with us that it's totally okay to authentically be yourself and share your story and how that actually creates a niche market in business so she's going to share her story of self-discovery and how that impacted her health and reduced physical and emotional pain and also of course how that supports a thriving business that she currently has now Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, depending on where you are in the world today. My name is Amy Leo from reviveyoursanity.com, and we're here on another episode or episode or podcast, whatever you want to call it. We're here exploring How to Escape the Rat Race. And we're not only talking about the tedious nine to five, but also that internal incessant mental chatter that kind of keeps all of us from experiencing joy moment to moment. Today, we have a special guest, Casey. She's a digestive health coach, and she is doing big things. She's following her dream and building a business and running a business. So Casey, I'm going to let you take it away from here. If you can share with folks a little bit about your story, and we'll go from there.
1: Awesome. Well, thank you so much for having me here. I really appreciate your time. My name is Casey Ham. As you mentioned, I am the owner of CaseyHam.co. And as you mentioned, I am a digestive health coach. How that started, like most health businesses, is from an internal struggle. And that was something that I struggled with for years. Um, when I went off to college, I studied at the University of Arizona. I I feel like when I moved out of my parents' home, you know, you're kind of getting off on your own, you're kind of cooking for yourself, you're not really having that balance and routine like you usually had, and um, over time, I started to realize that I thought I was a pretty healthy person, but when you start to take a deeper look at, you know, the root cause of your symptoms, I realized that I really wasn't, Um, and this kind of gets a little bit, a little bit, um, not graphic here but you know a little personal but um so i realized you know week after week that i just was not having any bowel movements for weeks at a time and that that is not an exaggeration it would go up to sometimes two weeks at a time and so at first I, you know, just didn't think anything of it. I was a busy student. I was working full-time. I was also going to school full-time at a university, which is not easy to do. Um, It's a lot of stress on your body, and so I was just kind of eating and grabbing and going, whatever I could, and when I finally sat down and, you know, analyzed what's going on with myself, and and I realized that this wasn't normal, I had to start changing things, and, um it was terrifying because colon cancer had run in my family's, um, uh, my uncle had it, so it ran in my family. And um, my mom finally said, "You need to go to the, you need to go to the doctor and find out what's wrong with you. And at the time I didn't have health insurance, so I didn't want to go to the doctor because I didn't know if I could afford it. I was a college student. And I just started digging into research and trying to figure out how I could heal myself essentially. And over time, after studying for hours on end and changing my food and my diet and all sorts of stuff, things started to become more regular. And um, that's kind of where my story started because after I started getting healthy and being around all the people around me, you know, those questions come up, well, what are you doing? I'm struggling, Um, can you help me? you kind of start to realize, well, maybe I have something here where I can share it with people and, you know, start a business that will help lots of people then also help me follow something that I'm really passionate about because I'm studying this, you know, hours on end, essentially.
0: <laughs> yes, I, I think in what you're sharing, there's a lot of people that will be nodding their heads, like, uh-huh, <laughs> especially the really ambitious types that tend to listen I'm really struck by, um, it, it feels to me that now you're really in tune and aware and, and have much more self-awareness than you did. So if you can kind of share a little bit more about that, um, you know, when when was it that you started to notice that something was off kilter? Was it a specific incident or something that just kind of was a spur of the moment aha realization? We realized, hey, this isn't, this isn't right.
1: It's so funny when you talk about self-awareness because um, some people tell me you're the most self-aware person that I've ever met. And I would agree with them at this point because <laughs> my favorite saying is once you become aware, you can never become unaware. You just can't. Yes. And so once you have that information, whatever it is, it's now up to you to really make a decision whether you're going to make a change or just kind of sit in this limbo of whether it be unhappiness or un healthiness or whatever it may be. So when you say that, yes, I was very unaware at the time because I was just going 24 seven. I was working so much. I um, kind of got pushed out the door and you'd have to pay your own bills and do all this and, um, on your own now. And, um, you know, going to school, it's difficult to manage. So I finally became aware when, um, my face started breaking out in cystic acne. And I don't know if you have if you've ever, you know, experienced cystic acne, but it's very, very painful and it's very hard to hide. So once I realized that, okay, now there's symptoms going on, on, on my body, on my face, what everyone looks at every single day, that's when it started to make me realize, okay, something is wrong. And quite honestly, I wanted to fix the face issue, not so much the digestive issue at the time, because I didn't know the two were related. And I was trying to figure out, okay, how am I going to get this off of my face? Because this is just terrible. I mean, that was what I was most self-conscious about at the time. And I remember um, it was one night that my boyfriend had come over to take me out to dinner. or We were going to go out and do something. And he came over to pick me up. And I was just in my bed saying, I'm not going to go. I'm not going anywhere. I'm just going to bed. I don't want to leave my house because I'm so embarrassed. And um And that's when I finally said that night, something has to change because this is affecting my life. And when I started researching what could be going on with my skin, that's when I realized it was going on internally with my digestive system. And then that's kind of when I started making all those connections.
0: Ah, that's great. I I really love hearing people's story because the content's often different, but how we come to our own unique realizations and reach our own wisdom is the same. You know, it's always this moment where all of a sudden things really hit you. Uh, And, you know, I'd actually like to hear, we're talking a little bit about healing. Um, I'd like to hear where you think illness comes from and then subsequently how someone can achieve or experience healing.
1: I think illness, it's, it's such a touchy topic for some because some people think that it might just be something that's in your body some people might think well is it a mental illness and then a lot of people associate it with mental illness so they're like oh no 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 I'm not (laughs) mentally ill and it's well no illness is different for everybody and at the time I was at a place where I like I mentioned before I was very stressed out for multiple reasons school work all this stuff um I had I thought I had a very great relationship with my family and it's kind of like a mask that I had on almost there were a lot of things that we needed to work on internally as a family and um it wasn't until um we brought in someone I don't know if you know if you've heard of her Her name's Lisa Nichols she's from The Secret um She had come into the business at the time um, that I was working at, and she worked with all of us individually to kind of dig down and help us find our passion and, you know, live out what we're supposed to do. And with that came a lot of internal healing from things that happened with my family and so once that kind of got off my chest you would be so surprised what that suppression can do to your body in all sorts of ways i didn't realize now relating it back to health i didn't realize that suppressing feelings and not being able to let go of anger and um, fear especially fear could cause your body to tense up in such a way that you literally couldn't have bowel movements I didn't realize that until I started researching and studying it and then in that effect it starts manifesting onto your body such as acne or rashes and other sorts of things so I feel like when you say illness and whatnot everyone has something they need to work on whether they're aware of it or not and it's a full circle everything works together and a lot of times people think, well, no, I can just take a pill and it'll be fine. Or I can just work out and I'll lose the weight. Well, no, because if you have this emotion that you're holding on to, you cannot heal yourself or be the best version of yourself.
0: I can absolutely resonate with what you're saying, uh, especially, you know, I spent a lot of time in Europe. I'm actually in Madrid now, and a lot of the Europeans. I think in, in the American culture, like we're absolutely cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs because we take pills for everything. <laughs> and and sometimes pills can absolutely be necessary at that moment in time. You know, I work a lot in the mental health field. Sometimes it's necessary to make sure people are safe, but, but medication can only ever get at the, the symptom, not the cause, which I think is what you were really beautifully pointing to. And this other beautiful piece that I really love that you're highlighting is this natural human system that we have that allows us checks and balances. And if we're aware enough for that, then we can respond readily. You know, it's so interesting how I used to, hmm, well, I think this is human. No one likes to feel uncomfortable in their body, right? And so we label things like anxiety or anger or depression or sadness. We kind of label those as like the negative quote-unquote emotions and what I found lately is that they're not bad in and of themselves and if I just experience them then they pass you know and that's what I really heard in your story of how it was suppressing and that's what a lot of us do you know we we Don't want to feel discomfort, so one defense mechanism that often we use is that we'll try to ignore it, or we'll just bury ourselves in more work, more work. And I know I've been um, I've been guilty of that myself in my own journey. Uh, I'd like to switch a little bit now to uh, building the business and how that started to come into fruition for you. So it seemed like it was a pretty natural process for you. It just was common sense that you'd had this healing yourself, and then people were kind of asking you about it and you were sharing your work with others. So can you share how that kind of unfolded?
1: Yes. So as you mentioned, I was kind of sharing what I already knew and whatnot with other people. And the first thing that everyone started coming to me for was juicing because that's what I got really, really into at first. And so everyone said give me your recipes give me your recipes i want this and i was repeating myself and sending the same text message over and over and over again and i finally realized well i need a hub for this i need whether it's i don't know a document or something that i can just email out to people i need a hub for this and so after i realized okay well i'm already kind of you know creating content in a way um you know i might as well kind of put this on more of a higher platform like a website or something where other people can access it, or maybe a Facebook or an Instagram page that, you know, more people can access it. So I started slowly working on um, building a website. I am, I mean, I would say I'm kind of tech savvy. I'm in marketing. I've been doing marketing for six years, but I ne- had never built a website. We always had a team for that. And so I was kind of kicking myself like, oh, I should have been more involved. <laughs> these years on the website piece of it but I spent a lot of time researching how to build the website and I was able to create one and um, it kind of just started from there I was messing around with it and you know you get really excited when something finally comes together especially in the tech area because a lot of us aren't tech savvy and so when things start clicking and talking to each other like the widgets on the WordPress platform you get really excited so that kind of what amped me up to keep going And um, I had been studying for years. I mean, I'm such a student at heart. I had been following lots and lots of people online and I had no business following them aside from learning information. And I have still to this day, I have tons of folders on my computer about people. I had just watched their webinars and downloaded their free PDFs and all this stuff about creating online businesses. And I had it all stored away and I had no business using it until I finally realized, wait a minute, I have all these files saved away now that I need it and it's all there. It was so exciting to me because I didn't have to now learn. I had already done so much pre, you know, studying on that, on these topics. So I had this vault of content and knowledge to go to, and that's how I started kicking it off and just reviewing everything and building the website is what it started with.
0: That's great. It seems really organic and that you were really in line with uh, your own life's path and your own wisdom, common sense, as it kept presenting. That's really, I, I keep repeating myself, but that's really what I'm getting really strongly from you sharing your story. Uh, so I would love if you would share with folks, what do you love most about running your own business? And then on the flip side, what are your biggest challenges?
1: What I love most about it is I think creating the content of it because that's really exciting. There's always new things coming out, especially in the health industry where there's always new, you know, information being presented. Oh, you know, fat was bad at one point, but now fat is good. So now it's diving in and investigating it and then trying it on myself and you know, my clients and seeing what works for them and then presenting it to people. So I love creating the content and investigating, um, the different you know topics that are constantly coming up in my industry which is health so i love that part of it and i think just love talking to people and hearing their stories and how i can obviously you know, help them specifically in regards to their digestive system because that's what I focus on. And I think it's such a touchy topic that a lot of people don't like talking about because it's uncomfortable. <laughs> but I love talking about it. So I think people feel so safe with me because there's just no judgment here. So I love, you know, getting into the details and really figuring out what's going on. Um, in regards to the harder parts of it, I think we could all agree that um, just kind of getting the motivation to get started I mean I've had you know even now to this day is when there's like programs I want to put out and like recipe books I want to put out there's always that thing holding you back because it's not good enough and you know you want it to be perfect before you put it out and I think getting over that fear is a constant thing with me in particular it's okay are people going to like this is it perfect enough um is the graphic pretty enough um how are people going to respond to it And so for me, it's getting over that fear mindset where it's, okay, it's fine. Push it out the door. You're your worst critic. Everyone else will think it's great. (laughs) And so that's one of the hardest things for me. And of course, um, I think just on more of a tech area, it's always a struggle. Things are changing all the time in the tech world and trying to keep up with, keeping your website updated and staying on all these social media platforms, that is extremely hard to keep up with when every piece is so demanding and your mind is like, Oh, I want to get on all of it. It's so exciting, but you have to really just focus in on what makes sense for your business. And so kind of releasing that and saying, okay, maybe that platform isn't right for me right now. Let me just focus on these and really, you know, give it my all before moving on to something else.
0: Yes, for sure. I, I am a singer-songwriter, and the perfectionist mindset was something that really held me back for a really long time. And it wasn't until I really started just learning about the human mind and the human experience that that began to uh, kind of melt away almost on its own. Which, if you would have told me five years ago that's possible, I'd be like, "Okay, you're you're selling snake oil, you know? Like <laughs> that's not possible." <laughs> but there's something beautiful about, and it's the same as what you're saying with the body-mind connection, you know, when you start to explore how something works, right, you know how to better troubleshoot it, you know, and I'm sure that's the work you do with your clients, and conversely, when you know how something works, then you also know what fuel to give it to make it run the most efficiently. I'd love if you could give uh, listeners a tangible example and maybe share one of your biggest success stories or one of your favorite uh, stories working with a client.
1: You know it's so interesting with clients because they when it comes to i feel like and you know what i was this way too so i can't you know pass judgment on anyone i feel like when it comes to digestion specifically people just don't know how food and herbs and supplements and even water and just moving your body can really really affect your body so something that happened recently and she isn't a client of mine but i'm going to share this story because it was just so funny getting this text in the morning Um, i was at a wedding two weekends ago and this one of my friends from high school she was there um, i haven't seen her in years she was sitting there holding her stomach and she was saying, oh my gosh, I feel so bloated. Like, I don't know what my problem is. I've been eating so healthy. Um, And she was just going on and on and holding her stomach. And I was thinking in my head, I know that feeling. I mean, (laughs) just sitting there so uncomfortable. And, um, you know, I I kind of started chatting a little bit, but we were at a dinner, so I didn't want to, you know, make a big scene. And so later that night, she had come up to my hotel room because we were all staying in a hotel. And we were just chatting about you know, life and whatnot, and I brought it up again. I said, how's your stomach feeling? I know it was hurting earlier today. And she's like, gosh, it's, I mean, it's been like this for, I mean, weeks now. I mean, I just, I just don't know what's wrong with me. So I took this little like, thing out of my purse that I carry with me everywhere. They're called digestive bitters. And I'm like, why don't you take some of these, a like, couple droppers full of this, and I explained to her what happened. And I said, text me in the morning and tell me how you're feeling. And I'm just curious to know she's like okay cool so she starts taking them and i saw her take you know a little snapshot on her or a picture of it on her phone and the next morning she texts me and she goes oh my god i don't know what that was but let me just tell you i went to the bathroom no problem i'm buying these ASA." <laughs> and it was just so funny because it's just like the smallest things that sometimes can make the biggest impacts on people just through passing in conversation because you know, you're sitting there holding your stomach, and she, you know, she's not gonna just openly say like, I'm constipated, I can't digest my food, <laughs> right? <laughs> Me, I know that feeling because that's that was me for so long that I knew what it, you know, I knew what it was. I, we just had a big meal; we were eating that whole weekend, and she wasn't able to process, you know, the food. And so I just gave her a little something, and it was just really, really nice knowing that next morning and she's like, "I'm going out and buying this immediately." And then I kind of wrote her up a protocol at that point. But um, it was those. I mean, I just love hearing things like that where people are just you know shy and uncomfortable, and then I just drop them like just a little bit of something. And they're like, oh, my God, that was amazing. I need to continue that. Like, I didn't even know that my body couldn't produce fire to break down the food, you know? (laughs) Yeah,
0: Yeah. well, it's so clear to me, Casey. I mean, you are meeting a huge need. I mean, and that's what's really kind kind of fun and exciting talking with you and learning about what you're doing is that it is a little, quote, unquote, taboo. But I think that's what makes it fun. And you're really making a difference for people. I mean, that is a horribly uncomfortable feeling. I think everyone has felt that at some point or not you know, whether or not it's been a chronic condition or not. <laughs> and we actually have Meg on the line again. Let's see if we can get her uh, and she can ask her a question. Meg, are you there?
1: I'm here. It's so sad. <laughs> uh, technical difficulties. I went to go talk and I got hung up on by myself. So sorry.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I figured that um, out.
1: <laughs> can't keep up with these, these new technologies. I don't know. Um, so, yeah, I, I did have a question. And that was... Um, what is your favorite way of working with your clients? So let's say I wanted to work with you or somebody listening wants to work with you. Um, like, do you like to do one-on-one or do you like to do group? And and how would that work? You know, for anybody listening that has digestive problems, it's like, oh, my God, she's the coach for me. Like, what, what do you offer? I offer a few ways to kind of communicate with each other um, and to work with me. So, Obviously I love chatting over on, I just, and this is brand new. I just created a Facebook group, not a Facebook page. So the group is a community where people can talk openly with each other and with me. And that's just a hundred percent. Free, you know advice right there from me and they can kind of help each other and keep each other accountable so that's a way that they can kind of just ask one-off questions every day, Like, day I'm feeling this way or this is happening what's going on so that's something I just like to offer to people because you know not everyone is looking for a coach right now or can hire a coach right now so that is something I'm really excited about I just started that this week actually and I'll give you that um that group um, link so if you wanted to you know send that out there to your listeners you certainly can of course we can do one-on-one i work with a lot of my clients here in i'm in scottsdale arizona so i do a lot of face-to-face time with people if they're in you know phoenix or scottsdale arizona i can work with them specifically um or i can i'm starting to transition more into the online avenue where there's a few programs offered on my website right now where it's kind of here is a program protocol follow it, type of thing, and then we will follow up with a one on one phone call so that um, we can see if this program is working for you. If we need to tweak it a little bit, but it's more of an overall blanket, and that's really for people who have self control <laughs> who can, you know, take information and really go out and buy the supplements on their own and make their own meals and really kind of like a self-starter type of person, someone who can hold themselves accountable. And I know that's not for everyone, but I know that there's a lot of people out there who prefer that form of um, you know, learning and whatnot. So I have that avenue um, available as well.
0: Great, great. And while we're at it, uh, Casey, do you want to share your website uh, where people can actually get more information that way?
1: Yes, my website is CaseyHam. Co. So not com because com was taken, and it's some bogus blog. <laughs> it's up. There's like one article on it. So it's C A S E Y H A M M. Co. And then on there, you can kind of find all of my other pages. Um, but that I'm. I'm sure you all will list them, you know, possibly below this podcast link. Um, I have, you know, an Instagram account. It's Healthful Casey. The Facebook group I was telling you about is Get Healthy, Get Happy. And my email is Casey at Caseyham.co.
0: Okay, great. Easy peasy. All right, rock and roll. Uh, Well, we're almost out of time already. I can't believe this. Um, If there is one thing that you would like listeners to take home today, from the call, whether it's about their health or building a business, what would it be?
1: I think the most important thing for people to take away is to become self-aware. It's not an easy, it's not an easy um, thing to do, <laughs> but I think once you become aware of what you want in your life in terms of whether it's starting a business, whether it's am I happy in the situation or that, or am I happy with my weight, or am I really feeling energized? Um, Am I happy with my health? If the answer is no, do not ignore that. Um, Because like I said before, once you become aware, you can't become unaware. And once you are aware, it's on you to make the change. Only you can make a change you can't, you know, you can't put it off on anyone else. It's all on you. And once you have that knowledge, unfortunately, if you don't do anything with it, that's, that's your fault. So, (laughs) so once you become aware, you can't become unaware. So if you are aware of something you're unhappy with, you, you've got to make a change. You just
0: have to. Beautiful, Casey. I have really enjoyed you coming on the show. I think you're such an authentic Lighthearted spirit, and this is the first time we've met, and I'm sure that that really shows through when you're working with your clients. So, uh, again, uh, if folks want to know anything about us and what we're doing at reviveyoursanity.com, we're actually hosting a retreat this summer in Costa Rica where we're going to have a lot of like minded entrepreneurs similar in, in uh, their authenticity to Miss Casey here, uh, and we're going to be down in Costa Rica in August. Uh, folks, on any more information about that. You can always reach out at reviveyoursanity.com or email me at amy at amyleo.com. Well, thank you so much, uh, Casey, for coming on the show. And I hope that we can kind of keep in touch. I'd love to see how this keeps unfolding for you with your health and your business.
1: Certainly. Thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed it.
0: Absolutely. Take care. Thanks. Bye-bye. Well, I had a lot of fun interviewing Casey. She's such a genuine individual. That was actually the first time I'd ever spoken with her. My biggest take-homes from today's show were the following. Once you become aware, you can never become unaware. I find that that has been so true, not only in my own life, but for the thousands of people that I've spoken with. And there's also this beautiful piece of how our life's journey is tailor-made for each of us as individuals, and that sometimes that awakening or becoming aware does seem difficult and tricky, and then other times it doesn't. So a quote that also comes to mind, since we talked a lot about health, is actually from A Return to Love by Miriam Williamson. And the quote goes like this, a miracle worker's job is not to attack illness, but rather to stimulate the natural forces of healing. We turn our eyes away from sickness to the love that lies beyond it. No sickness can diminish our capacity to love. If you want to get more inspirational and practical conversations for escaping the actual end or mental rat race delivered straight to your device, remember to subscribe on iTunes. And all you have to do is type the name of the show, Escaping the Rat Race, with my name, Amy Leo, and you should be able to pull it up. While you're there, if you could be so kind to leave us a review, that makes a huge difference since we are a new podcast. And uh, we also do give away a gift card every week to a random reviewer, so there's a little incentive there. And I also wanted to announce that we're running a scholarship contest for our Costa Rican health rejuvenation retreat that's going on this August. So be sure to get more information about that. You can go to www.reviveyoursanity.com. Until next time, keep rocking.